Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and we are broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. And of course, this is your source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty, about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Remember, guys, we're at the very beginning stages of a real estate boom that will last at least another 7 to 10 years. So if you are not experiencing or if you're not feeling the effects of the upturn in the real estate market, do something about it and request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Today's topic is going to be another one of our uh, uh, favorite uh, kinds of topics. Julie and I love uh, presenting to you guys things that are a little bit counterintuitive, maybe a little bit, I don't know, outside the norm of what you hear from a real estate coach. And those are the types of things we like, really like presenting to all of you because it gets all of you thinking. So we're going to be definitely sharing something with you today that I think will raise a few eyebrows. But in the meantime, Miss Julie, welcome to the call. And I'd love to hear from you um, an interesting uh, coaching story or something that you know maybe you are finding that uh, our listeners would benefit from from all your private coaching calls that you've had today. Sure, an interesting uh, right-out-of-the-fields story, real-world story, straight out of Utah, one of my great private coaching clients, who has already 15 listings. We're on our way to 30. We're we're working on doubling his listing inventory so he can have more peace of mind and a more regular cash flow, of course. And one of the spokes that we're adding is his expired campaign. Now, we've just completed the pre-listing package and an expired letter, and we've got several things we're doing. But the interesting thing was he gave it about, honestly, 10 days or so, sent out some of these uh, packets and expired uh, letters, made a couple of calls, got busy, decided he wasn't getting immediate results, and just stopped doing it for a while. Not unusual in real estate. We kind of get fired up, launch something, and then get distracted and forget about it, go back to it. It's fairly typical. But he was about to throw on the towel when, lo and behold, one of those expireds calls for a mere $860,000, one of the most expensive expireds he was prospecting, and said, come on over, I'm ready to list. So the moral of the just story like is, let's persevere. And what would happen if he didn't do that just for 10 days at a spurt when he was feeling motivated to do it, but did it consistently throughout the year on a systematic, automated, as much as possible basis? So, you know, the lesson in that is that real estate always takes longer, costs more, is more frustrating than any one of us would ever like to have happen. That's just the facts. You know, even best case scenario, you sell a buyer today, what's the fastest you can close them in, even if they're cash? You know, I don't know who invented the 30-day closing, but I know it drives everyone crazy. So we have built-in delays to everything, and sometimes we forget when we get busy that perseverance pays off and that consistency of effort equals consistency of income. So that's my right off of the hot off the presses story for you today. Well, I'll say, uh, and I'm, I imagine you're experiencing this as well, and I've been talking to some of our other coaches, and they're also experiencing this. And, of course, as we've been warning all of you, and I think the word is warning, that there will be a 
pretty dramatic shift in the market the later stages of this year. Well, guess what? We're experiencing that now. How do you know for sure? Look in your MLS. You're going to see that the days in the market are extending. You're going to see a lot of overpriced listings. You're going to see a lot of agents running around your office like chickens with their heads cut off not knowing what to do. Bottom line, guys, is we are definitely in another market adjustment that's going to start favoring buyers, and I'm not saying the pendulum's going to swing all the way back towards buyers. But what I am saying, and all of you are experiencing this, is probably a pretty noticeable increase in the inventory. So a lot of you, especially our private clients, you have your listing inventory. A lot of you have built up you know, a few dozen listings, depending on what your overall financial goal was. Well, you better be paying really close attention to the fact that the market is starting to shift, and you better be very, very aggressive with price adjustments. Very, very aggressive with letting the sellers know the direction the market's headed. Don't wait for the market to really slow down to find, in, to, you know, basically wake up one day and find that all of your listings are overpriced. You want to be the one that's not necessarily, you know, the canary in the coal mine because, you know, the canary doesn't end up uh, living, you know. You want to be the guy that basically is able to show the sellers that, you know, listen, here's a couple listings that have sold ahead of us. They sold because of price. We need to adjust the price opposed to being the last guy that figures it out. Because what this is going to lead to is a huge increase in expired listings, and it's going to happen in August, September, you know, right around there. You're going to start seeing a lot more expired listings, and of course, expired listings should be all of your uh, one of your favorite sources of new business. Because frankly, expired listings, what do we know about them? They are willing to list a house, they're willing to pay a commission, and after they've been through the first agent, we also know that they're probably going to be more realistic with price because of the fact the market's already beat them up over price for you. Expired listings, and here's another little something that, you know, if you guys have never really chased expired or had not, haven't had an opportunity to until later this year, oftentimes you can go out and list an expired listing. You know, price it right. Uh, put new MLS, uh, you know, put new pictures in the MLS, a new description. If your MLS allows it, you'll have a new MLS number. And then you will have that listing sell in a week or two just because it looks new. Because remember how your MLS works is that a lot of folks will only do searches for the newest listings. They won't search for older listings. So all your best buyers, and that's the reason ultimately a lot of your activity always happens when you put a new listing for sale, because all the best ready-to-rock-and-roll buyers are jumping on everything that pops up, and they're looking at everything that's new. And if a house sits for a week, a month, two months, six months, those buyers don't even want to see it because they're assuming that there is something wrong with it other than maybe it not having been priced correctly to begin with. You know, there's a lot of price change scripts that we give you guys as far as the coaching program. I'm just thinking as I was just talking to you guys, uh, all the things that were popping into my mind, you know, there's the – I won't even bore you with all the price change scripts. So the bottom line is real estate coaching essential students, those of you in the advanced coaching program and those of you in the breakthrough coaching program, make sure you are dusting off your uh, price change skills and getting ready for the second half of this year. All kinds of opportunity. Personally, I love a market like this. I love a changing market because it really gives you an opportunity to shine. It really gives you an opportunity to leap ahead of the competition. And as we were you know, suggesting to you guys yesterday, this year is going to be extra cool because as the listings start to expire, they're going to start to expire at the same time that what also happens. A lot of the compet your competitors, a lot of the other realtors, they're going to be hanging up their licenses, you know, not, you know, figuratively until next spring so they're not going to be in the market so you're not going to have the same level of competition if you have been over the phone prospecting your expired listings um you know for expired look for less competition again starting about august september 
Anyway, bottom line, everything is going your way, provided you're willing to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented in front of you. So we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and when we come back, Julie and I are going to be discussing an article that I read in AGB. And Julie, the name of the article is? The name of the article is, Study Proves That the 10,000-Hour Rule is a Myth. Okay, good. So uh, give us uh, about a minute or so, and when we, you, uh, when we come back, we'll share with you that article, and we'll also kind of give you how it relates specifically to what mistakes you probably are making in your real estate business. According to the National Association of Realtors, only 10% of agents complete an amazing 90% of all transactions because they have a coach. If you want the production and performance that comes with being a top producer, then you need one too. Not just any coach, but the leaders in coaching today, Tim and Julie Harris. Don't just take our word for it. Listen to what HGTV star and Atlanta top producer Colette McDonald has to say. Hi, my name is Colette McDonald, and I'm with Remax in Atlanta, Georgia. I just wanted to take a moment and give a shout out to Tim and Julie Harris. I've been a coaching client of theirs for the last four years. When I first started in this business 12 years ago, I was very successful, did a great amount of business, averaged between eight and 10 million a year. When I contracted with Tim and Julie to be my graduate level coaches, my production increased by 20% per year. I am now trending 30 million this year. That's amazing results over four years of working with Tim and Julie Harris. I highly recommend them. Tiger Woods has a coach. And why does he have a coach? Because he can't see his swing. If you do what they tell you to, you will see huge results. I am living proof. Only Tim and Julie Harris provide powerful one-on-one coaching along with all the lead generation systems, scripts, presentations, team building, and business planning tools you need to dominate your real estate market. We offer affordable pricing with no long-term contracts, and our entire coaching staff are trained professional agents with top producing track records. Take action now and visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. There's no risk, no obligation, just a free, personal, one-on-one call with a trained professional coach. Join the elite 10% of agents who make all the difference in today's market. Visit freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Okay, we are back. So, Julie, why don't you just jump right in and read the article to them. It's not very long, guys, and then we're going to tell you exactly how it relates to your real estate business and why I think it was important that we bring this to your attention. Okay, perfect. So, again, the title of this article is Study Proves That the 10,000-Hour Rule is a Myth. What is the 10,000-hour rule? Well, Swedish psychologist uh, Anders Ericsson coined the thing that we have many times quoted, that it takes 10,000 hours to do some, to become an expert or to become a specialist at something. We hear that a lot. That came from Anders Ericsson, the 10,000-hour rule. It states that practicing a task for 10,000 hours creates expertise in that task. So if you play guitar for 10,000 hours, then you'll have some expertise. You play soccer for 10,000 hours, you'll have soccer expertise. If you blog for 10,000 hours, you get the idea, et cetera, et cetera. It makes sense because hard work is the number one ingredient of success. However, this new study says that this might be a little bit of a myth. Sure, practice helps, but it doesn't make perfect. 
A new study by Princeton University published in the Journal of the Association for Psychological Science indicates that practice only accounts for 12% of performance, just 12%. That's crazy. The study looked at 88 other studies on practice and performance in the categories of education, sports, games, music, and most importantly, business professionals. These studies centered around people learning new skills, how much practice they committed to it, and how their performance improved. First and foremost, the study did reveal that practice is important, and most people didn't excel at all without it, but that it only accounted for 12% of individual differences in performance across all of the subcategories. So, for example, sports, it made an 18% difference. In education, 4%. Professional performance, 1%. Different types of games, 25%. So that doesn't exactly line up with the claim that 10,000 hours, which incidentally is about 10 years, creates expertise. The study illustrates this by noting that when learning piano, for example, some barely practiced at all and excelled, while others practiced endlessly without ever performing well. So the question is, what does it take besides practice? There's more to becoming an expert than practice. The study says intelligence, working memory capacity, personality, and even how early in life you start something may have more of an impact on your performance than practice. Brooke McNamara, who led the study, said there is no doubt that deliberate practice is important, but from a statistical and theoretical perspective, it is less important than it's been argued. For scientists, the important question is, what else matters? So Dr. Jeremy Dean says it's easy to see why the message that anyone can do anything if they try hard enough might be popular, but unfortunately that's not true. A better message is that, yes, you need to practice to be perfect, but if a lot of practice isn't making you perfect, maybe it's time to try something new. Ten years or 10,000 hours is a long time to waste. So, Julie. Yes. Is that your first or second run through that article? That's my first run. I thought so. I'm curious what you think about what you just read. What I think about what I just read. I have lots of different examples flowing through my head. Um, with regards to real estate, I think of agents that try using a script over and over and over, never get a listing appointment out of it, and think that there's something wrong with them. After all, they that's, put lots of hours and lots of calls into it. And that's the exact reason I thought this would be a great article to share with our listeners, mm -hmm. because that's exactly what I thought, too. Yeah, that's yeah. the bottom line. And you know the other thing I thought, Julie, the first time I read that, and guys, guys by the way, AG Beat is a great um, – a website for you guys to check out, AG, Apple, Good, Beat, you know, as in beatthedrum.com. Check them out. Uh, so, yeah, when I read that article, the first thought was, especially at that last little blurb, was how many agents are out there trying to do something that they were told works, and then when it doesn't work, they're then blaming themselves. That's really the reason I thought this would be a really great article mm -hmm. to share. How many of them are out there doing the, you know, I'll tell you, Different thoughts. Specifically, how many are out there are believing they should build a team, thinking mm -hmm. that somehow that's what they have to be to be successful? But that's the solution. And that's the solution, right? How many of you guys actually have entered into this real estate business or in this real estate business now and you've been for a while where you're feeling like almost a failure because you don't have a big staff? I'm going to give you guys a little secret here. Number one listing agent, as far as I know, in the United States, New York City sold $414 million in listings in 2013. Think about that number for a second. Do the math on that. It's kind of a fun thought. One assistant. He has one assistant. He does not have a team. 
if I were to have you know, asked you that question, how many assistants is somebody who's going to sell $414 million mm-hmm. to single-family homes, not some big development, but one seller after another, you all would have said, because you've been trained to think this, 20, 30 assistants. Nope, one assistant. Okay, it's an interesting thought, isn't it? But how many of you are wasting time right now and money buying buyer leads for your buyer's agents, wondering where the heck is the golden the goose? Where is the profit that I was promised? How is, you know, am I getting closer to being a millionaire? No, you're getting further away from it because, frankly, guys, the whole team model doesn't, well, it never really did work. You've got to be really clear in your head. The reason the team model was originally developed was because books like the E-Myth and these other types of books came out telling everyone that, well, you're too good to do the actual work. You have to go and delegate everything so you can pick Lynn out of your belly button all day. Of course, I'm being sarcastic, but at the end of the day, that's how a lot of agents have translated it. Back in the 80s, when the team model became really popular, it was because a lot of agents, 80s and 90s, a lot of agents were older, and they were willing to forgo profit in order to basically have more time uh, for you know golf and whatever heck else they wanted to do. Made sense, right? But now when you guys are building your teams, no one tells you that you have to forgo profit. And that's unfortunately what happens. A lot of times you guys build these businesses, you add these staff members, you go through all the hassle of training, finding, firing, hiring, all the endless hours of having to build this team, only to have them quit, only to have them turn out not to be who they thought, who you thought they were, only to have spent all of your waking hours trying to build this team, realizing, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I must be a bad manager. I must be a bad boss. I must be a bad fill in the blank. No, the fact is, guys, is you're just trying to do something to accomplish a specific goal that's never going to get you there. The fact is, is that teams, if your goal is to build profit, do not work. They just don't. couple assistants, absolutely. $414 million in sold listings, one assistant. Keep that in mind. The second thought and the second reason I wanted to share this article with you is how many of you guys are with coaching programs, been exposed to coaching programs, been told that unless you read a script in an exact certain way, Julie touched on this, unless you basically do things in an exact certain way, you are – not doing it correctly, and, of course, you're a failure. I mean, how many of you have basically been told that real estate only works if you read scripts, if you make, you know, potentially illegal coaching or, call? Uh, I'm sorry, prospecting calls? So you've gone through the process of trying to be an over-the-phone prospector. You've beated, you know, done everything right. You maybe even beat your own personal goals, but still, guess what? You're still struggling, so you start to blame yourself. Wrong. The system doesn't work. We've told you guys about this countless times. Cell phones, do not call list, a lot of other reasons have made over-the-phone prospecting, if that is what you think you're going to you know, build your business long-term on as your only spoke, uh, it doesn't work anymore. And the next one that comes to mind, centers of influence and past clients. So many of you are still trying to build your business based on only centers of influence and past clients. Julie, why doesn't that work? Well, I mean, why would you do only anything in real estate? Of course it doesn't work. How many doctors do you know who only treat sore throats? That's it. Sore throats are nothing. Hit the road. Okay? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. That's like saying, oh, I'm sorry, if you're a first-time buyer that I've never talked to before, I can't help you. I'm sorry, if you're a luxury golf course community person who isn't part of my past client center of influence, uh, you know, good luck, bye. I don't need your business. It just doesn't make any sense. And, well, it also yes, doesn't... it's a viable spoke, but on its own, are you really ever going to do enough business? Probably not. 
No, but it doesn't work anymore. Why? Because people don't communicate the way they used to. They use social networking. They use, you know, they're finding uh, who they want to do business with in uh, unconventional ways. Unconventional in the sense that if you're basically thinking that forget-me-not season, you know, pumpkins in November are going to make it so that they will do business with you, and you're surprised when they list the house to somebody else, and you then blame yourself. Well, maybe my pumpkin pie sucked. <laughs> maybe my forget-me-not seeds didn't bloom. No, guys, it's because the system doesn't work. Yeah. It may have worked exactly. 20 or 30 years ago, but it doesn't work now. And doing it 10,000 more times isn't going to make it any better. Well, what's especially frustrating to me, Julie, to be honest with you, is when we do these free coaching calls with these guys, and we get them on the phone, and they don't always come out right out and say, well, I've tried this coaching program, and I've done this, I've done that. But, you know, you can hear the defeat in their voice. Mm-hmm. They actually sound like the world's been handing them their butt for a long time. And you ask them what they've been doing, and then they start telling you all the things they've been doing. And you know what? I feel sorry for them because they actually believe because some of these other things that may have worked in the past and may still work at a marginal level, they believe that because they didn't have the promised success. Here's, here's the classic one, guys, the one that a lot of you are doing now, buying buyer leads from ZillowTrillionRealtor.com. Hey, guess what? We warned you what? About a year ago that the buying of the buyer leads business model was not sustainable because it was going to be oversaturated. Because the only way for Zillow and Truly, Realtor.com and all these other companies to grow was to make the quality of the leads suck. In other words, they have to then parse up the leads so they're selling them to more agents. And the other trend that was really obviously changing was the people going to the websites. They weren't just going to Zillow. They were going to that site. They were going to Trulia. They were going to local agent sites. They were going to broker sites. And they were filling out forms everywhere, not just on one website. So you're paying for a lead that you know five other people are also paying for. Again, oversaturated. Of course, buying buyer leads wasn't sustainable. It's what we told you would happen, and it's already happening. But some of you are spending thousands of dollars on buying buyer leads, and you're feeling defeated yourself because it's not working for you. It's not working for you guys because it doesn't work. So the bottom line is, and this is really what I want to kind of, you know, explanation mark to the end of this call, is when the going gets tough, the smart ah, how many of you just in your head said the smart get going? That's not the right answer. When the going gets tough the smart leave. When the going gets tough, the smart leave. When the going gets tough, the smart leave. When you find yourself constantly feeling the winds at your face, <laughs> where it feels like it's an endless battle, and you're going too slow to accomplish your goals, or even worse, you're falling backwards, stop doing it. Stop trying. It doesn't work for you, or it doesn't work for anybody. It's just never worked. You need to take control of that. You need to take responsibility for that. And you need to accept the fact it's time for you to make a, a pivot, a change. Hey, guess what? You've done it before. At one point, you decide to stop doing what you were doing before and get into real estate. At one point, some of you who are our coaching clients, you, were, you stopped doing what you were doing before, and you decide to basically take a different path. So you've been successful at pivoting in the past. For a lot of you, it's time to consider that again. If you need a free coaching call, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie, anything else you want to say to these guys? No, I, I think the answer is to not stop doing real estate. Some of you guys jump right to that conclusion. I had a call this morning with one of my clients that had had a series of sideways deals, abusive clients, that kind of thing. Normal she's stuff. Just getting, yeah, normal stuff. I mean, it's worse, I think, for her because she's just getting back into it. So she doesn't have a lot of lead sources set up, and she's kind of working off of the crumbs of other agents. So the answer, she she was feeling really defeated. The answer isn't to just throw in the towel. Oh, I guess real estate isn't for me. I gave it all I've got. 
chewed me up, spit me out. No, it's to change how you're going about it, how you're thinking about it, how what is your attack plan? Are you actually doing things in real estate on purpose, or is real estate doing things to you on purpose, right? So there's a difference. It's not that you've got to just you know throw your hands up in despair, but maybe it's time for you to come to terms with what's working and what's not working, get rid of what's not working, do more of what is working. That just makes sense. That's it. So I, I think in real estate, a lot of agents are quick to judge, quick to come up with assumptions, and you know there's a lot of emotional reaction that happens when we get them thinking this way. That's not profitable. What's profitable is deciding what you're going to do about it. You know, there's an old saying that says, "When you pray, move your feet." So you've got to take action, and maybe taking action in a different direction than how you've been banging your head into the wall in the past. That's it. No better way. When the going gets tough to smart leave, guys, take action. Exactly. Request a free coaching call. Get the direction that you need to make the next six months the best six months of your real estate career. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.